0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit exceedlifechurch.org. The title of my sermon series we've been on a series this month, Resurrection Life. Resurrection Life. And we, uh, basically, the launching pad of the series was Easter Sunday. And, uh, but uh, because Jesus was raised from the dead on Easter, and, uh, and our main scripture is that, that same spirit, amen, that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. It's in Romans eight eleven. It says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Amen. Somebody say, God lives Big in, me. Big in me, Amen. amen. We got to get a revelation that you're not on in this cr- Christian walk by yourself. That you got you're empowered by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit empowers us to walk a successful, victorious Christian life. Can I get an Amen? amen. And so God wants us walking this successful, victorious life, and 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 we know that we encounter. Um, you know, setbacks at times, we encounter roadblocks. Anytime you serve God, uh, you have an arch enemy, the devil, and he's going to try to work against us in everything that we do for God. Is that right? And he works through us through negative feelings and negative emotions. And uh, I like what it says in Isaiah 61.3. This is, you know, you could say it's, what, what, what Jesus came to do, it's to console those who mourn in Zion, to give beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that we may be called trees of righteousness. And I like what one translation says, oaks of righteousness. Amen. The planning of Lord that he may be glorified. And so I, I love this because uh, because God gives you beauty for ashes. So whatever the enemy's trying to do in your life, whatever he's trying to, you know, destroy in your life, God can give you beauty for those ashes. He can give you the oil of joy for mourning. Glory to God. And and sometimes, you know, the circumstances and situations, if we're not careful, can get us down. Can get us depressed if we're focused on those things, but we need to be focused on heavenly things. But I, I like this—the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I'm going to say this this morning: that joy is a choice in the scripture. No matter what is coming against us, we got we can turn it around by walking in the joy of the Lord. Amen. I like what Paul and Paul was. You know, we we talked about two of my heroes in the Bible. Of course, Jesus is my main hero, but but two of the heroes is is King David, and we know King David had a lot of he had a lot of victories, but he also had a lot of problems. A lot of people don't realize that. When when we think about King David, we think, Oh, this man was victorious, the 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 giant slayer, uh, you know, the man that, that became one of the greatest kings of Israel. And and we don't think about all the problems that he he had problems in his family he had problems amen, and but but God was still with him amen, and so but 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 uh, and then we 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 talked about Paul and and and, and Paul uh, was probably one of the greatest apostles risen up and he had problems probably more problems than any other uh, apostle that was raised up. And I'm going to say this, uh, uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. (laughs) Amen. In other words, what doesn't, what, 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 what tries to come against you? See, listen, if you're going to build your faith muscles, there's going to have to be some opposition that comes our way. Your faith muscles will not be built unless there's something that you can put your faith on. Am I preaching to anybody today? And you got to be able to put your faith in some areas, normally the negative. I like what it says, in, uh, you put your faith in the negative and you turn it into the positive. In 2 Corinthians, we, we talked about this last week, this is Paul. And Paul had a way of turning things around from being negative to being positive. And we need to take our cue from Paul, we need to turn the negative into positive. He said here in 2 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10, Known, yet regarded as unknown. Dying, and yet we live on. Beaten, and yet not killed. Sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Poor, yet making many rich. Having nothing, yet possessing everything. You know, there's a, poss- you know, there's a possibility in this life you may not have too much worldly possessions but if you have Jesus, you have everything. You have all of heaven at your beck and call. Amen. And, and we got to get a revelation of that. When I talked in this series, we're talking about the resurrection life of, of, of Jesus walking in it every day. And, and I want to walk in the love, the peace and the joy every day, no matter what it looks like in my life. Can I get a witness in the house today? And we discovered on Easter morning when I, I minister that message, the key to experiencing resurrection life every day uh, for that day is believing. Look at your neighbor and say, believe. believe. Amen. And so you so believing is activates uh, the, the, the power and the promises of God. In our lives. The devil's always working against us believing. Amen. Or the devil's trying to get us to believe the wrong things. And we need to start believing the right things. Somebody say, I'm a believing believer. A believer. You see, in this church, we still believe that God still do, does miracles. We believe that God still heals. We believe that God still delivers. We believe that God still blesses in areas of, of prospering his people. We believe that. Glory to God. You came too late. God, God has already revealed His blessings already. And some people will say, well, you know, the gifts and the power of God has, has passed away with the apostles. Uh, no, they're still here today. God is still working in our midst today. But what's the key? Believe. The Bible says, they that believe can lay hands on the sick. Believers. Can do the impossible. It's the great commission that Jesus talks about. Lay hands on the sick. Cast out devils. Do all these. Speak in new tongues. Do all these supernatural things. He says believers. Somebody say I'm a believer. Oh, I'm a believer. I love that. And so we got to be. We got to make sure that, that our faith is in a believing mode. Believing. Another word for believing is trusting. You're trusting God that he's going to work things out no matter what it looks like in our lives. Say, I trust God. God. When Jesus was encountered in Mark 9, 23, with a man that had a a, a boy that was demon possessed and the disciples could not cast out the demon out of that boy. Finally, the man comes to Jesus and, and says, Jesus, can you do anything? And Jesus says to that man, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So, so not some things, all things. All things are possible to those that believe, glory to God. You just got to start believing. And I'm going to say this, the way you, you start believing, if you just start speaking right, you'll start... Believing right. Because a lot of our words are power. And when we speak the right things, we speak the promises of God, that should give us the faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Can I get a witness in the house today? I like what it says in John eleven forty. 40. John is speaking uh, to, to Mary at the tomb of Lazarus right before he's about ready to raise Lazarus up. And he said, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you will see the glory of God? I'm going to say this to you this morning. You can see the glory of God every day in your life if you just believe. Get up and believe that God can do the impossible. Get up and believe that God can heal and deliver and set free. Start believing. Can I get a witness in the house today? I love this scripture right here. Jesus said to her, Uh, Talking to Mary, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? He says that to her. So this is powerful because our believing ushers us in to eternal life. Us putting our faith and trust in Jesus gives us that eternal life. But not just that. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it, what? More abundantly. God wants us walking in the abundant life. Yes. Amen. And so I want to walk, I, I want everything that God has for me and then some. I like what I said in the second installment of this series, that 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 if you're going to walk in resurrection life, then, then God, to do this, you need to walk in in joy. And I talked about joy is. J-O-Y, Jesus on you, or you could say Jesus, he's number one, he's center, others, others, you put others before, then you, amen? And so when you put Jesus as center, he's number one, and then you focus on blessing others, and then you put yourself last, then God will take care of you. Can I get a witness in the house today? I love that, and so and so so our joy, you know, is not based on the second installment. It's not based on happiness. Happiness really depends on if something's good is that's happening for you that day, or if somebody blesses you that day, or uh, if the sun is shining. Then you can be happy. Amen. And, and so and so happiness is is contingent on external circumstances, but joy. Joy is based on the, the eternal and the internal of knowing what God has done for us. Can I get a witness in the house today? And I like what it says in 2 Corinthians. Paul is saying, we don't look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. What is he saying? He's saying whatever we're dealing with, if it's negative, it's subject to change. Whatever you're dealing with, if it's a negative situation, it's subject to change. God's word never changes. God's word is eternal. And the eternal word of God will change the temporary, I'm preaching today, will change the temporary in your life. So don't get caught up with the temporary. No, get caught up with the eternal. And as you get caught up with the eternal, you're going to walk in a greater joy. We need to focus on eternal things and what God has done for us and the plans that he has for our future. I love that because we've got to get a revelation that this life is not all that is to it. There's more than just this life. Can I get a witness in the house today? How many people are believing for the return of Jesus? Glory to God. I'm, I'm, somebody say Maranatha. Maranatha. Now, Maranatha means Lord, come quickly. Amen. They used to greet one another in the early church. Maranatha. Lord, come quickly. Why? Because they, had, they were under a lot of persecution. Amen. And, and, and so they were saying Maranatha. Yes, Maranatha. Glory to God. And, uh, and Lord... Come quickly. But we got to get a revelation of what God has done for us. If we're going to walk in joy, you got to get a revelation of what God has done for you and what God is going to do for you. In Ephesians 2, 4 and 7, it says, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. You're alive together with Christ. By grace, you've been saved and raised up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. Where are you seated right now? You could say, I'm seated at Sea Life Church. No, yes you are, but in a in position in the spirit, you're seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. What is that saying to us? That's saying to us that we have authority because Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. That means he sits in authority waiting for his enemies to, uh, to, uh, to be made a footstool for his feet. Glory to God. It's, it's a process. Things will work out if you continue to believe and you understand your authority in Christ. And you believe that as you speak the right words, Things will change as you speak the promises of God's word. And he says he raises up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ. I love that because, see, we're going to get to a place where God's going to reward us for serving him down here. You know, it's not always easy being a Christian. It's not. Hey, can I get a witness in the house? It's not always easy. It's not, it's not all what I say lots of times, cookies and cream in this walk. And, and you know, there's, there's, you know, Jesus, you know, it's not all roses. Jesus took some thorns for us. Amen. And, and we're going to have to bear our cross at times, pick it up and follow Jesus. No turning back. No, no matter what it looks like. But we can, we can rejoice in the fact that we're seated in heavenly places and that God's going to reveal, amen, His exceeding riches and His grace and His kindness to us in Christ Jesus in, in, in the eons to come. Amen, that's exciting, amen? So, so whatever we're dealing with down here, no matter what pain we're dealing with, it's not going to compare to what heaven's going to be like. But you can still walk down here like heaven on earth. Amen. If you understand your authority. Number three, we talked about last week, the power of prayer and how it brings us in a place of joy and peace in our lives. And one of the key ways to walking in the joy through prayer is learning that prayer is a place where you get into God's presence. It's not just a place where you just pray and ask for things. Yes, we do petition God. I'm not against asking God for things. God delights in us asking Him for things. But it's a place where we get into His presence. Prayer should be a place where we want to get into the presence of the Lord. And in the presence of the Lord, like this morning, there's fullness of joy. And pleasures forevermore. And I like what I focused on last week Uh, on on Philippians. uh, Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be made to all men. The Lord is near or is at hand. You got to remember that God is always near to those that love him and that you're never alone. And it says says here, he's always near. You know, how do you want to become a habitation of God, you might ask? Be a praiser, be a worshiper. Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. And the more you praise God, the more of a habitation you're going to become in God. And then he says, the Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So what's the key to walking in that joy is is letting go and letting God. When we pray, we put all our petitions at the feet of Jesus, we let Jesus take it, and then we cast our cares, and we believe that God is working, no matter what it looks like. Today, I'm going to focus on another key to sustaining our joy. That key is so powerful in God, an entire book is dedicated to it. This key starts with the letter P. Can somebody tell me what I'm talking about this morning? Praise. The key is praise. God wrote an entire book on the subject of praise, which is that entire book of Psalms. Amen. And so, and so if God dedicated a book on praise in the Bible, do you think praise is important? Okay. i Am I talking to anybody today? Amen. Did you know that the devil was considered the, the praise and worship leader in heaven? The Bible says that he was made with instruments and all these beautiful things, and that he was considered the praise and worship angel in heaven, and he got dethroned. He got kicked out because he got too uplifted on his own beauty, right? And so he got kicked out. But, but God decided to create us. Why? He created us for fellowship. But He created us so that we could adore Him, so that we could love Him, that we could praise Him, glory to God. God's, God's looking for some love. Amen. Uh, amen. Now you may say, I'm looking for some love. Amen. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> amen. And, and that might be another subject for another message. Amen. But God is looking for love. Amen. We don't want to look for love in all the wrong places. We want to look for love in all the right places. Amen. And, uh, and, and the key, that key is so powerful. And, and, and now let's look at Isaiah 61.3 uh, one more time. It says here, To console those who mourn in Zion, to give the beauty of ashes, the oil of joy for the morning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Notice the, this right here I want to focus on, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Notice a garment uh, is something that you put on. Amen. It's not something that God puts on you. So a garment is something we got to put on. In other words, you've got to put on your praise. You've got to put on your garment of praise. And what do I mean by that? You need to, like when you come in here on Sunday mornings and, and, and the worship is going, you need to praise God with all of your hearts. You need to be uh uh exuberant in your praise. Just just give the act like it, like if you were standing on stage and everybody was watching you praise as if people are watching your praise because God is watching it the angels are watching our praise amen yes we don't we don't uh we don't praise to perform in front of people we we praise to praise God but but we praise uh to reveal how excited we are about him glory to God so praise uh it, it, it's it, it's, uh, it's different than worship. Praise is external. Worship is in, internal. The Bible reveals that praise comes before worship. And so that's the reason why in our services, we try to have praise songs first, and then we, we go into worship. Uh, in Psalms 95, it actually reveals that to us in Psalms 95. It says, "Oh come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Notice it says shout. Oh, no. Glory to God. Some of us, we, we need to start shouting a little bit more. Get in a little loud. you may say, well, that's not my personality. <laughs> well, if you're at a football game and everybody's shouting for their team and everybody's shouting, you'd be shouting too. If we can shout at a football game, we surely can shout in church. Amen. Can I get a witness in the house today? Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him uh, with psalms for the Lord is great God and a great king above all God. So a lot of times praise is talking about the greatness of God. Amen. And and, and a lot of times it's talking about who we are in God and what we can do in God. It, it's proclaiming some things uh, in in. In Psalms 95, dropping down to 6, it says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Notice this. Let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are his people, his pastor, of his pastor, and the sheep of his hand. And today, if you hear his voice, amen. Praise God. So, so we see here that, that the second part of praise is worship. But I'm focusing on praise today because I think it's easier because, you know, uh, to, to sometimes to worship God, especially when we're in a tight situation to get on our knees and worship God. Amen. But 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 praise uh, is 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 external. It's praising God on the outside until you feel it on the inside. Oh, I'm preaching. We worship God for who he is. Praise is horizontal. What I mean that by that is when we praise, we're reminding each other of what God has done. Amen. That's why praising God uh, in a church service is a powerful expression of faith. That's the reason why we come together. We want to praise together because we're, we're all in this fight together. I like to say this, your faith walk is not a solo walk. It's No, God has called it a, a group participation thing, glory to God. In other words, God wants us running with others in our race. Can I get a witness? And see, the people that try to do it by themselves, uh, Christians that stay home, try to live their life for themselves, try to live it without the church, they're in trouble Amen. because they're going to always be deceived. But when we come together and we're we we're, we're, we're praising God together, worshiping God together, hearing the Word together, even God can work and do mighty things. Just this morning, when, when the spirit of laughter hit the church, glory to God, Hallelujah! Uh, it's amazing how God moves through people. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I, I used to didn't laugh. I used to, I used to be the one spectating, but all of a sudden, when, when the laughter hit. One day I started, all of a sudden it started bubbling up. Uh-huh. And I started, ha ha, 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 ha. What? Where's that coming from? And it's God. Because, you know, it's, you know laughter, glory to God, is a spiritual weapon against the enemy. Tweet that. <laughs> laughter. We're not laughing enough. And laughter, they, even science tells you laughter can heal diseases. There's power in laughter. The Bible says that God sits on his throne and he laughs his enemies to derision. Have you ever read that? In other words, he sits on his throne and he laughs. Why? Because the the devil may look like he's winning. He may look like he's gaining some ground. But you know what? God is always two steps ahead of the devil. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And, And just because he wins a couple battles... He's, he's already lost the war. Can I get a witness now today? So my, my, my goal today is to get you in a place where you commit to a lifestyle of praise. Not just praising God on a Sunday morning as an event, but you would start becoming a habitation of God's spirit and his power. And when you do that, the joy of the Lord is going to be in your life. You can't praise God without joy coming out. Praise w- precedes the joy of the Lord. Amen. Praise focuses on God and not me. In Psalms fifty twenty three. it says, Whoever offers praise glorifies me. And to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. Praise reminds me of the internal of the eternal and not external or the temporary praise magnifies the bigness of God and minimizes the sizes of our problems or the size of our problems glory to God so so let me say it again praise magnifies the bigness of God and it should minimize the size of our problems the bigger God becomes the less our problems become can I get a witness in the house today? When you start talking, isn't that what David did when he was battling Goliath? He, 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 David didn't focus on how great he was. He focused on how great uh, God is. And he said, my God shall deliver you into my hands. So when David focused on the bigness of God, see the reason why that whole Israel uh, uh, army was in fear, they were focusing on themselves reason why David could fight Goliath, he was focused on God. And the reason why you're going to overcome in this life is not because you're focused on yourself or your problems. You're focused on God. And when you stay focused on God, God's going to bring you through every storm, every trial in this life. Can I get a witness in the house today? Glory to God. So, so I love that. And even the Apostle Paul, kind of, you could actually turn this into a song, and I'm sure somebody will down the road. Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, 8, 9, he says, this is a faith principle. And when you're praising God, you're you're speaking the victory. So you're calling those things that be not as though they were. So you want to praise God and thank God that you have the victory, even though it may not look like you do. Can I get a witness in the house today? You thank God you have the victory, even though it doesn't look like you have it. And and the apostle Paul says it this way in Second Corinthians four. He says, For our light affliction, which is just but for a moment, is I'm sorry, this is back up. Uh 2 Corinthians 4, 8, 9. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We're struck down, but not destroyed. Notice how Paul was, he was taking the negative that was happening and he was turning it into the positive. And and what I loved about Paul was, he said, just our light affliction. In other words, even the worst day on this earth that you experience in Christ won't even compare to to the day in heaven where God is lavishing his love upon us. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so let's look at the, uh, let's look at the posture of, of, of praise for a second. In 1 Timothy 2.8, it says, I desire, therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Notice that? Well, why did he say that, without wrath and doubting? Because we can, we can deal with some anger at times, and we can be dealing with some doubts. Can I get a witness in the house today? You ever get angry about what's going on? Amen. What what the, what's going on in this life? What's going on in our politics? What's going on at the gas pumps? Glory to God. Amen. We can get upset. Amen. And he says without without uh, lifting holy hands, without wrath and without doubting. Amen. And we don't want we don't want to be always we don't want to be angry Christians. The older you get. You don't want to get more angry as you get older. You, want to, you, you don't want to be more cynical at the end of your years. No, you want to be more thankful. And some people are more cynical because they experience life and they don't believe that life dealt them a good hand. But I'm going to say this, that if you have faith, you, you can develop your own hand in this life. Amen. And so he says here, lifting up holy hands. So I'm going to say this, lifting up holy hands. You know, some people do it differently. Some people are holding the baby like that. And some people are saying touchdown. And wherever you're at in your faith, holding the baby or touchdown, God is pleased with us raising our hands. I like to say this when we raise our hands, we're signifying two things to God. We're signifying that we're surrendering all to God, and we're signifying that we have the victory in Jesus Christ. So we're surrendering all, and we have the victory. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? We you know, you have the, the sports figures that will lift their hands up and say, We got the victory. And you need to start, you need to start lifting your the Bible, Bible talks about there's a song that says lift up those heavy hands. Shake off those heavy bands. Amen? Why? Because, because uh, the, the, the joy of the Lord will come in when you praise Him with heartfelt praise, glory to God. And we got to get that revelation, glory to God. So, so lifting up holy hands is a good posture in worshiping the Lord. And, and it, I like what, what it says here in Hebrews 13:15, it talks about the sacrifice of praise, And it says in Hebrews 13:15, it says, there, "Therefore by Him let us continually." Can somebody underline continually? Amen. And offer the sacrifice of praise to God. In other words, God doesn't want us to do it seldomly. He wants us praising him continually. And he says continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of your lips, giving thanks to his name. Do you consider yourself a thankful person? Do you consider yourself, are you a person when somebody does something nice to, for you, do you thank them? I remember I was opening a door for some people, and I opened the door. I was at 7-Eleven, and this guy said, thank you. And I said, okay, and he came in. And then there's another lady came in, and I, and I opened that door, and she didn't say one word. <laughs> Just walked right in. And, and not even knowledge. I should have closed the door. <laughs> right? We should sure have gone in. No. But, but you know what? Sometimes you want to feel like that. Mm. <laughs> and, and you pitch, Because, you know, you, you, I'm not trying to get a thanks. But it's nice when people appreciate you. It, it's nice when you appreciate people. It, it's nice when you appreciate God. God wants to pre- be appreciated. Do you believe that? And so we look at this example, you know, I talked about this. We're going over the book of Acts on Wednesdays. And, uh, and uh, it's been a really rich study. So I want to encourage you to come out Wednesday. This Wednesday will be a movie night. And, uh, and so uh, uh, we're, we're, we're talking about the book of Acts. And, and so I'm inspired to talk to you about two people that should not have been praising. Uh, this was Paul and Silas and and they, they were in the city of Philippi. And, and Paul was called, it was called the Macedonian call. And he had a vision of, of a person saying, come to this city. And so Philippi was part of Macedonia. And so Paul went to a city on a vision. And they, had, they, they started off with great success. And they met this lady named Lydia that, that, that sold uh, expensive, uh, uh, colorful uh, garments and and, and and Lydia invited him to the house and, uh, and she was wealthy and she had connections and her household got saved. Things were working out good. And then a lady came uh, and started following Paul around uh, and she was a demon possessed lady saying these are great men that, that will show us salvation. And Paul cast the devil out of her. And, but, but her masters had some clout in the city. And got Paul and Silas thrown into prison. But before they got them thrown into prison, they had Paul and Silas beat. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And they were beat with rods. And, uh, and, and they were beat. And then they, they were in the prison with stocks. And they were beat. And the Bible says in the midnight hour, Paul and Silas prayed and sung praises. See, it's good to pray. And I'm sure they were praying to be released. And then they sung praises. Amen. I'm going to say praise always precedes the answer to our prayer. Praise always precedes the promise. And so, and so, uh, and so they praised. And the Bible says there was an earthquake. And, and, and the Bible says suddenly God moved. I'm telling you, when you start praising God... You're going to get more suddenlies in your life. And the Bible said that that the chains fell off, that the prison doors are open. Praise can set you free. And the the chains fell off, and, 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 and uh, and Paul and Silas had the opportunity to take off. Amen. But it was the jailer that was going to kill himself because, you know, he would get the same punishment as the... As the prisoners, if they escaped, but, you know, they all stayed in their cells. Like I said, the biggest miracle is not that the prison doors were open. is that all the prisoners stayed in their cells. Amen. Amen. And so, and so what, did, what did the prisoner do? He was about to kill, the, uh, uh, the uh, guard was about to kill himself. But Paul says, do yourself no harm. We are here. Glory to God. And what was it? This was a setup. Then the man says, what, can, what shall I do to be saved? And Paul, you know, led him to the Lord, led his family to the Lord. His whole family got saved. Another family for the Philippian church. And then, you know, this is interesting that, that even Paul and Silas went back to jail. A lot of people don't know the story. And then the next day, the, the, the authorities said, let Paul and Silas out of jail. Well, their prayers was answered Twice. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying to you today? What am I saying to today? I'm saying that when you start praising God in your midnight hour, glory to God, God will do amazing things in your lives. Glory to God. Praise God. You, you believe that today? So did you receive it today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and your goodness and your love. I thank you, Father God, that you are moving in our midst doing great and mighty things. I thank you, Father God, as we learn to get a heart of praise, Father God, that you will raise us out of every negative situation Every every wrong thing. And we thank you, Father God, that what we're dealing with today is temporary compared to the eternal things of God. Father, I thank you for the precious people here this morning. I thank you for those that are watching online. And perhaps you've never bowed your knee to Jesus. You've never given uh, your heart to Jesus. Well, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. I want to encourage you to bow your knee to Jesus today. And, and God will come in. And he will sup with you and he will reveal his love to you and give you eternal life. So if that's you today and you're ready to do this, just pray this prayer after me and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you are raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me. With your Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.